if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. You're with Alana and Jade, and today is our part three of marketing strategy. So this one is try it, track it, tweak it. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Okay, so this is a follow-on from episode 37 and 39, where we talked about researching and developing your marketing strategy. So we've got some links in the show notes if you missed those episodes or want to track back and do your homework from them, because this does follow on directly. Um, This week, we're all about getting it going. So now that you have your plan, you need to try it out, track it, and tweak it. That's it. Nailed it again. Look at you go. (laughs) So how do we do that, Jade? Okay. So implementing your marketing plan, there is no sort of set definitive way on how to do this. I recommend just having a look at your business in general. How do you get things done consistently now? So, you know, whatever system that you use for organizing, prioritizing, task management, actually actioning stuff in your business. Yeah. Use that for your marketing strategy as well. So if you're a calendar person, then that might mean that you block out time in your calendar each week where you're going to work on your marketing and you diarize the milestones that you put into your marketing plan, including so you might have that, okay, we were going to review our website and write our copy in June. So it might be, okay, um, every Friday morning I'm scheduling two hours to do marketing and they're the milestones that I want to have finished for, uh, for June. So you pop that into your calendar. As well as those specific activities and blocking out that regular time, if you are a calendar person, I recommend also um, chucking in like a monthly check-in on the plan. Yeah. So it could be that, okay, the last Monday of every month, diarize a half-hour meeting with yourself where you have a look at how far you've come, what you've actually done, what you know, what is and isn't working and then what's coming up next month. And that's where you might, you know, do things around a little bit. But doing those check-ins as well is a really good way of keeping in mind the bigger picture of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. And also because things will happen. So you might need to move things around. If you don't do that kind of check-in, then sometimes you start to go, oh no, I'm behind. And so you just stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is you mostly using your timeline here because that's what we've set up as what we're doing each month. If something slipped through the cracks and you need to move it to the following month or, you you know, you're running ahead, that's where you're going to keep yourself accountable. It could be. So you might be like, oh, actually, we had a really quiet week. And so I can get started on next month's activities. Cool. And so then you just have that check in and move things around. Or you might be using a different team member for one of the activities next month. So you need to get them booked, their time booked out that's and, really and ready example. to get going. Yeah. You could be like us, you might have a project management system that you use. So you might want to go in and set up your task for the first three months, including those check-ins. So whether or not you're a calendar person, I think doing the check-ins for your strategy is useful no matter how you do your task implementation. So put those check-ins, assign the tasks to whoever is going to be doing what and include any notes and deadlines that are going to be useful. So for example, we use Asana. So if I had our marketing plan, I might go in and set up the first, you know, one to three months worth of activities as tasks to move things that I know are going to be happening. And I could assign to, again, using our website example, I might go, okay, 
I will be getting the review of the website done um, in the week one of June. And then writing the copy, I might assign that task to Alana to get done in the second week of June, etc. and so on. So that way you can sort of then tick things off as they come up in your to-do list. Jeez, we're living in the past. It's still June in our heads. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's actually physically July as we're recording this, and it's going to be August when it comes out. So there you go. That is how quick the year goes, folks. Plan it out. (laughs) If you're more of a visual person, then I recommend printing out your action plan, sticking it on the wall, and then putting a lovely line through everything as you get it done. So in the template um, that we have available as a free download, it's in all three episodes. But in the last episode, we talked about how to actually fill out that timeline. That's what I'm referring to when I say action plan. Print that sucker up, like, probably bump up the font size a bit, print it out, (laughs) stick it on the wall, and that's your accountability. You know, if if you're a visual person, I highly recommend doing that because it just makes it so much easier to stay on track if you're reminded all the time. Yeah, fantastic. So the second part of this is tracking and tweaking. So for each activity, how will you know if it's been successful? So in that plan, in the strategy template that we gave you, Um, or if you're doing your own plan, you can just add a table at the end for what success looks like. Um, We've already got this in the template, but you you can also obviously do it yourself. So for example, you might've had a goal to launch a particular product and your marketing objective um, might be to have do the product campaign and then set up consistent leads for after the launch as well. So one of the activities to help with both of those um, objectives would be setting up a landing page for that product. Tells you all about what the product does, how cool it is, um, why you should have it. You know, you can add in testimonials and then people can purchase it right there or inquire. So what are the metrics for success with that activity? So it's a landing page. So it'd be the amount of visits that it gets. It would be what traffic sources brought people there. So this tells you then a little bit about what activities for the other part of your launch campaign are doing well how many inquiries you get overall, and then obviously how many people actually purchase the product. So they're all different metrics that would help you determine that that was a successful product launch. And then do this for each activity. Basically, you're just setting, you know, what is the the number that is going to tell me whether I did this well or didn't do this well. Um, And to do that, you need to set a target. So, Targeting, if you've not done this before or you're doing it for something new like launching a product and you've never launched a new product before, then your targeting is just going to be either your best guess Mm -hmm. or a total fucking guess. Yeah. So you could be like, yep, I want to sell 10 of them in month one and you might have just pulled that out of your butt. Like that's fine. There's a lot of different things that you can do to set targets and research and stuff. But I think just actually putting in a number and then moving on from there and and tracking what you're doing and then going back and reviewing it is way more important than doing a goal that is super specifically researched, et cetera. You know, because the thing is once you set this is if this is your first time setting targets, you will learn from this process. And then when you do your next 12 month strategy, and you're setting those targets, you'll be able to look back and go, oh, okay, that was a bit of a big target. I didn't realize I was, that was a bit too much. I'll bring it down a bit. Or, wow, I did that target like 10 times over. I was really undershooting here. I need to amp this up. So you'll learn as you go on. But if this is your first time, just give it your best guess. And don't be hard on yourself if those results are lower than your best guess. 
Grain of salt. Exactly, man. It's all learning. This is not, it's not failure. It is learning. Trust me. It's, it's a really, really important part of business overall, not just marketing. So for example, if you had generate more sales as an overall goal, then your marketing objective might be that you want to generate more brand awareness. So you want to let more people know about you and what you can do so that they then consider working with you. Because if they don't know about you, how can they come work with you? Um, So one of those activities to reach that goal could be that you're going to get really consistent on socials. What would be the metrics related to being really consistent on socials? Um, So it could be that your follower count has increased, that you've got more reach, that your core social media platforms are, you're promoting them on all different things. So you've got them on your email SIG and your website and your pull-up banners and online directories, et cetera. So those metrics, sometimes they are a number. So it's like, oh, our followers are currently 500 and we want to increase them by 700 and by 200 in the next year to be 700. That's like a number. Whereas you also might have metrics that are things like we want to make sure that we're promoting our socials on every platform possible. So once we have our email SIG and our capability statement and our website website and online directories all updated with our social media platforms, that's another metric we can tick off. That's a tick and done, not a we're climbing to get there. Yeah, exactly. So there's two different ways of looking at it. So tracking those metrics, you want to check in each month. You want to be reviewing your plan, looking at your results and either updating or tracking them. So if you picked a big number right out of your ass and it's like you're only going up by 10 each month, maybe review and like tweak that down just a little. We're not going to go, you're cheating. You've done it wrong. Like that's fine. Exactly, man. And just think too, like, like we said, it's not that you fail if you don't hit a goal. Because chances are you've gotten a lot further than if you never did this process at all. A hundred percent. If you've increased, if you've improved by one or two percent, you have improved. You've not gone backwards. You've not wasted your time. And, you know, for those who've been in business a lot longer than I have, one of the things that I always hear from people is that if you're going to stagnate, if you're just going to sit and sit on your hands and just like let things wash over you, then you're not going to get anywhere in business. Part of business is that you really need to be you know, trying new things, trying new methods, trying new marketing, doing new stuff all the time. And the way to tell if what you're trying is working is to track it and then review it. Yeah. And like Lani said, that might mean that you make some course adjustments along the way, like going back to our analogy from the first episode, you know, a pilot puts in a destination to where they want to end up when they're doing a flight But along the way, they have to course correct. The course of that flight is not just a direct line. That's not how it works. There's all little changes and tweaks that happen along the way, but they still end up in the right place. They still end up in their destination. And you'll find the same thing when you do a plan as well, is that you'll envision where you want to go, how you're going to get there, and then different things will happen. And so doing that kind of testing and reviewing and tweaking that's how you can do those course corrections so that you still get to where you want to go. Sometimes it might take you longer. Yeah. You might have gone, okay, I want to do this in the next 12 months. And you might go, oh man, I got so close, but not quite there. 
you haven't failed, man. You no. got real close and you're going to still, because it's not like you go, okay, I'm going to shut up shop for the business now. I'm all Never done. doing this again. That's it. It just means in your next plan, you can more accurately target what you're going to do and when you're going to be able to do it by. Or the opposite could be true. You might have worked out this whole plan and then achieved it a lot faster than you thought. You might be able to do more, you know, you might not be stretching yourself enough in your daily business. Like maybe you actually are capable of achieving more and this is a good way of finding that out about yourself. And look, if you've been in business for quite some time now and you've been doing your marketing really well, like you're not going to just because you've put a strategy in place suddenly get a thousand new followers every month on social media. Like that's not just going to magically happen and all these people are going to come into your business. Like if you already have a massive following, you know, don't expect a big, massive change if you're doing well in that area already. And that's one thing, like when you're setting your targets and stuff, it can be useful. And this is where digital marketing is so amazing is that we can actually look at our previous data as well. So you might be like, I want to up my traffic sources for my web, like my traffic to my website or up my social media follow account or something. Have a look back over the last 12 months. How much, how many social media followers did you have a year ago? Yeah. And how, where are you now? That'll be a certain number. Say you gained a hundred social, like a hundred Facebook followers in the last year. Then maybe this year you could go, all right, I'm going to go for that plus half. I'm going to, I want 150 new ones this year because I'm going to be getting more active on social. So digital is fantastic in the sense that it can actually help us set better targets as well. And, And an example like social media, you probably might even be wanting to look at engagement rather than new followers. You want to be talking to those people that are there. You want them interacting with you. You're having that conversation. That's what social media is all about. So, you know, um, one of my clients, each month we go up about 50 to 70 um, new followers each month, but it's my engagement that fluctuates. It's based on the content that we're putting out there. It's based on what that conversation is. So to me, that is more valuable because I know each month I go up about this much, but having them enjoy what we're putting out there is, is more of a target. Yeah, and because that's also what's helping you get all those new people. It is, yeah. Is because concentrating on the engagement means that if people are engaging with your content, it's giving you more reach, which means that you're reaching new audiences, which is how new people find you to follow you. So that's a really good example, Lani. And so basically what you're going to do is that in 12 months' time, is to sit down and do this process again. Bring out these old podcasts, (laughs) you know, dust them off. You know, do a full review of your strategy. How far did we get? What worked? What was crap? What are our goals for next year? How are we going to achieve them? And use what you learned from this year to then make next year's strategy. And what you'll find is that, I don't know about you, man, but I'm not in business for just a couple of short years to try and make a shitload of money and get out. I'm in business for the long term. Like for me, this is what I want to be doing. I love it. This is my life. And it's a long, it's a long game. So if I do a strategy and I test it and tweak it, tracking it, and then I do a review of what did and didn't work, and then I make next year's strategy, and next year's strategy is even better because I've learned. And the following year it gets better. And so as soon as you start doing this, the sooner it is going to pay off for you. And I don't care if it's your first year of business or you've been in business 20 years. I just recommend having a go at doing this because you will find that in the long term, it's going to bring more back to you than all the time that you've spent on it. And it sounds like hard work going back and reviewing it, but it's actually 
we, you know, we've done it for the last few years and it's really exciting. You get that new boost of energy. You're like, yeah, we did all this. All right, we're going to try this new, you know, it's, it is really energizing. So if you, hundred percent, if you're doing it with your team, absolutely get them involved. Don't just keep that all to yourself. What a perfect segue <laughs> into our wrap up tip. Line. <laughs> I know. So wrap up tip for today is keep good records. Seriously, past Jade and past Lani do great work some days. And we're just like, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so as well as your plan, note what you actually did, when you did it, how long for, what the results were, how much it cost. So if something came left field that wasn't in your plan, add it in, make note of it, see how it went. Don't just, just keep it updated. Man. Yeah. hundred percent. It makes it so much easier for the review. <laughs> We're praising ourselves when we do that, patting ourselves on the back, and you will too. And we curse ourselves when we don't do it. Because I don't know about you, but trying to sit down and remember what happened in the last 12 months, I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast. Like, it's impossible. So, like Lani said, keeping good records and keeping a note of changes and what you know, what you wanted to happen versus what actually happened. Like, I thought this was going to cost this. It actually cost this. We did this this month instead of it. Whatever it is, keeping those records updated makes that review process mean you don't have to rely on your memory. (laughs) Past you did all the freaking hard work for you. Yes. Love them. So yeah, each year you plan, you'll learn more, like we said, more and more and more. And it's only going to level yourself up and your business up every single year. So this is usual, useful, not just for you, but obviously invaluable for succession planning too. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't see myself being 80 years old and still running a business. Like hopefully I'll be like writing books and, you know, <laughs> chilling a bit more. But I think, you know, whether you're going to be training up someone in your team to take over from you or whether you're looking at selling a business, if you have mapped out the marketing strategy and what did and didn't work for the past X amount of years, like not only are you going to reap the benefits from doing that yourself when you're in the business, but whenever you go to hand it over, you've made it so much more of a valuable asset, man. 100%. It's going to look like gold and you know you've done all that work you might as well make it look like that (laughs) that's it (laughs) all right thanks guys that was part three of our marketing strategy we hope you've enjoyed it you've learned a lot we've hope you've done it (laughs) yes we do if you have tell us we want to know how it's going um how you got started any questions or just want to chat get in touch any insights as well i find this is a really interesting process like lani said when we do our so we have like a three-year business strategy and then we do annual planning as well for what's going to be coming up and the amount of times we're like oh god you know it's been so busy we didn't get to do this and then we look at what we actually ticked off and it's like okay cool like maybe we did better than we thought and it's sort of it's just yeah i just love hearing that from other people as well like what were, what did you learn about you? What did you learn about your business? What did you maybe, are you better at than you realized, et cetera? Just, yeah, it's so much fun. I love this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess for like a bonus wrap up tip, when we do the, it ourselves, we actually go out of the office. We book out, mm. you know, four hours. That sounds like a lot, but when you get on a roll with this stuff and you're chatting new ideas and brainstorming and reviewing how things, you know, did or didn't go well, time flies by having someone else account you know to hold you accountable and to brainstorm with is so valuable I think I'm so valuable to Jade at least maybe you know she could replace me I mean I agree but I just love hearing you say that you know (laughs) um and getting out of the office you know into a different space you know it's really valuable to us so try it I hope that helps good luck guys cheers (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.